Who's up? A part of this one is we get going on a Wednesday and lots of happening all across Central Texas, NIL, name, image, and likeness. Steven, I tried to get our man today, Chad Jackson, the man answering all the tough questions, compliance man. But um, I think, you know, I, and I kind of understand this, uh, Stephen. I think Chad feels like he answered the pertinent questions the other day. Kind of like, hey, let's move on. I've done my media. But uh, Chad's a good guy and thought he handled himself extremely well. He and, uh, and Jovan Overshone. So, uh, Stephen, NIL continues. And, um, boy, Stephen's final week continues. The tears will play. What's that song, Stephen? I will remember you. Whoever did that one, we need to we need to play some of that. Um, Friday, Stephen. Uh, there's a lot of things I'd like to do on your. Uh, is it is that your final day? Are you actually working Friday? Yes, I am. Okay. As of now, <laughs> unless they pull me out of here, can they still fire you if you've given your notice? I think the answer is yes, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, you do make it all the way till Friday. And Stephen gets a lot of uh, special things prepared for you. Uh, hoping for a montage. The only problem with that is Stephen. Guess who would have to put the montage together? It would be that would be your montage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> like you to put a montage together of all sort of our fun moments over the years, but. I mean, that doesn't seem like something you should have to do in your final week. So who can we assign that to? Who is left in our building? Steven, uh, we got one guy. Oh, Steven, do you have the music? We're getting reports. Tom Barfield, yesterday on the high seas, Steven, received some major sunburn. Um, he skipped off. And was out there doing his thing. Program director for uh, ESPN Central Texas was out there poolside. And uh, apparently, Stephen. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what that is. When it, especially when it gets to the chorus. Stephen, sadly, we lost Captain Steubing recently. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Stephen, what was the name of Captain Steubing? Oh, there it is. Gavin McLeod, I believe. And then Gopher, who worked on the ship with Isaac, Gopher ended up becoming a congressman in, like, Minnesota or Iowa or somewhere like that. And um, this show had more guest stars than anything ever put together. I mean, I think Kareem was on there back in the day. I mean, any anybody, if you were any man, from the 80s, you were on Love Boat. So, Gavin McLeod, the captain of that boat, um, died recently. All right, Stephen, any, uh, are you hearing any reports from the Love Boat that uh, this was the first boat that was sent out after COVID restrictions were lifted and Tommy Barfield was first in line? Are you hearing of any, uh, of any uh, reports from the high seas? So, initially, we were told that we would get no contact with Tom and then that changed he's got some access to email so I got an email late last night where do I sign up for that <laughs> I got an email late last night that just said is everything going okay and I sent him back a thumbs up so I think we're good that's a that's the only contact I've had just just gave him a, th- I, I mean, gave him a thumbs up should have told him Mosley's being Mosley <laughs> I cannot believe you've not taken me up on it. I think you don't. I think you're trying to check all the boxes on your way out. But I have, I have offered to go back to my old hours this week. And uh, boy, y'all put that you and you and EP Matt. We've got the Moody coach on. We cannot have you stay on now. EP, I know, would love to have me stay on today. I can't. I tell you, on your last couple of days, Stephen, I might, if you'll allow me, I might stick around. All right. And we could just relive some of those old moments. Uh, those old moments. You remember when we were three to six, Stephen, during a pandemic? I do remember with no, that. With no sports, those were different I like, times. I feel like e- even as you start your career in the mortgage business, and um, I hope to pull you back into the media at some point. I don't think we'll ever do anything that hard. Like I, once you can survive 
um, doing three hours of radio during a pandemic with no live sports. And we did it every day. And we had, like, great guests. I have no clue what we were talking about now that I think back about it. I mean, think about that. Occasionally, you would have, like, a flurry of news. Tom Brady going to the the Buccaneers was huge for us. Yes, it was. I mean, I think that was, like, three weeks right there. The NFL draft was good. We really dug into that. Um. But yeah, it was it was wild times. Honestly, a lot of what we talked about, and well, we did this for a little while, and then we kind of backed off because at a certain point you realize there's just not a whole lot there. But a lot of what we talked about was the possibility of sports coming back, and how, and why, and who the you know people would be that would bring it back. But that was uh, that was a wild time. It was good though. We we knocked it out. I I thought so, and I I know you and I have both been rewarded for that. For, for what we've done, we've really been they've they've really rolled out the red carpet for us for helping them during a difficult time when suddenly people were fired and laid off and all that. But anyway, Stephen, um, lots going on in in Central Texas. And speaking of fans at games, Stephen, I'm bothered. I, I I don't like when fans do copycat things. The, I'm I'm really annoyed. I love seeing the fans. I love the crowded arenas. I love the fact, by the way. I talked to the Cowboys recently, and they're like, Matt, we need you to come that second week. You know, we can only allow so many media in. And meanwhile, you're looking on, Stephen, you got, what, 20,000 fans packed in together at an arena? And the Cowboys are still like, we can only have five media members covering the Cowboys at the same time. They're just trying to make you social distance, Matt. That's the only person. I mean, I'm I'm fully vaccinated. I did not put that all over social media like some people. You know, had to put their pictures up. Guess what? I'm fully vaccinated. Okay, great. Good for you. Um, Steven, I think that's the – that if I do end up going to training camp, that'll be the, the time you're a little bit sad because I think I think you, you enjoy doing training camp radio with me. Now, I think you'd like to do it from California. Could you tell this new – I don't know if you report to this Allman youngster or, or he – you know, I don't know who reports to who. Would you mind telling him that first week of August you're going to come out and do a week of uh, shows with Mosley in uh, Oxnard, California? Man, I would, would be- I would love that. I love doing all radio with you, especially training camp radio. The advice I would give to people, and if you want to break into this business, is if you're good at this side of it, like if you're good at technical things and running the board, that's a very valuable skill, and it can help you go places. But also it means that you will never get to leave this room, no matter how much you do, because it's kind of few and far between who can, who can you know, do that or has the capacity to do it. So if you're good at those things, you might be stuck behind the board. You would be better off being like the guy who preceded me at 3-6 to six and, my, and me, Stephen, and just really basically acting like you can't even t- turn on a button. Yes. Like, like the like even reaching over and and pressing a button would would send us like you know we're scared of that stuff. Wind us up, we can talk for five hours, but don't make us punch a button. <laughs> Stephen, you've done a tremendous uh, you've done a tremendous job, and is this week? Uh, and by the way, if there's anybody you want on, I kind of had that Gary Patterson guest on with you in mind. I should have presented it more like that. Hey, Gary, we're having you on today to honor Stephen Simcox, although Gary, Stephen, I don't know how Gary handles things. You know, Gary's not always, he's he probably been like, oh, okay, great. Oh, whatever, whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I did appreciate it. I knew that was a nod to me and I, I really appreciate it. And um, it is great. Like one of the great things about this show is that even though you are a diehard Baylor guy uh, that runs in your blood, you have a great relationship with the TCU head football coach. <laughs> He's always asking me, how'd you like that song? I, f- I did find myself at one this morning. Uh, I'd forgotten to listen to something, Stephen, and I went back and listened to Gary, a song about lonely blue eyes that he'd done. It was really good. and um, But I had forgotten to tell him what I thought of it. So last night I looked at some point, Gary, the coach of the Frogs, I, I had a text, and it just said, hey, you never got back to me about what you thought of that song. Oh, man, I think he's good. I actually think he's pretty good. What, what's crazy to me is that voice he has on TV, that scratchy, awful voice, how can he sound so smooth and good on the mic, like when he's playing music? 
That's pretty crazy to me. All right, Stephen, I've been on the air this morning doing some radio, and I've been doing XM radio. And uh, and one of the things they wanted to talk about was my our TCU interview. <laughs> Although, Stephen, at some point they said, what do you think about that TCU defensive line? That was a little deeper than I was prepared for. <laughs> I, I was a little. Let's, let's, let's stay with some broad questions, guys. Let's not really dig into this roster yet. Matt, what about that D-line? I'd made the mistake of saying they were stacked on the D-line, and literally I was like, I started talking about some six eight guy. I think he's actually an offensive tackle. All right, Stephen, uh, we do have some breaking news. All right, uh, Big 12 getting ready for its media days, which we'll be covering. John Morris, Tom Barfield will be on the scene. ESPN Central Texas will be a part of that. Got some great sponsor partnerships with that. And uh, so that's exciting. And we'll be there for all of that. I think it's happening at Jerry World, they're going to have that thing in Arlington. And so that'll be at AT&T Stadium. It'll be a fun, fun event. I've been to the one many times in Frisco. They started doing it out there at one point. And I, yeah, I don't know. I've gone to many of them over the years trying to think where all they've done them. Frisco seemed like a big player. Oh, one year they did it at the Omni. That was cool, just right down the street from us. I think they did the Omni at the downtown Dal- in downtown Dallas. That was fun, too. So these things always seem to happen in the Metroplex the one thing the Kansas schools get to keep, Stephen, oh, man, Kansas City, baby. The Kansas City for the uh, for the Big 12 tournament. That's the one thing the Big 12 has uh, given them, even though the Big 12 has moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. All right, Stephen, <clears throat> I know you've got this in front of you. I'll do a couple of these things. We do have, and I wanted to say, uh, Jared Butler did win the Athlete uh, of the Year in the Big 12. He won the Sportsman of the Year, and now he's the Athlete of the Year on the male side. I think on the women's side, it was a University of Texas runner, sprinter, and she's really cool. I think, in fact, she might be in the Olympics. Really like her. Stephen, the one thing I'll bring to the table is uh, preseason newcomer of the year. OU's Eric Gray gets that. Okay? I really thought Apu Aika, that would be a great slot for him. Coming in, going to play that nose tackle position. I think he's going to take over the conference. I, he's a really, really tremendous player. Thought he could have been, but they went for the flash and dash of running back, and that is OU's Eric Gray gets preseason newcomer of the year. Steven, does the conference take care of the Sooners and the Longhorns? You feel like they're always like, do we have enough? Do we have enough Sooners? Do we have enough Longhorns? Don't you feel like that's part of the conversation at times? They uh, they usually get the spotlight. They never really have trouble finding their way onto the team, that's for sure. But, yeah, Apu Aika, I mean, the hype around him is, is very real. I know Dave Aranda is excited about him. And you mentioned this when they signed him. Um, it's not just Baylor. Like, the Big 12, you do not see guys at that size in the middle. So I do think he has a, a really good chance to wreck teams – um coming up you know in that a gap because you just don't see big 300 plus pound nose tackles in the big 12 that often all right uh i i'm with you uh, i i'm trying to think when i've seen them west virginia has some monster d tackles those bro- those uh brothers you know is it the sills brothers anyway they scare me and then tech has been known to have a big monster uh at uh uh, they, they, they'll, they'll occasionally have a defensive tackle. This kid can flat-out play. All right, preseason defensive player of the year, Mike Rose out of Iowa State wins that. Steven Linebacker, um, number 23, pretty good. You know, reminds me a little of Wallow, can, uh, can kind of move around, can cover a little bit, loves to get up in the box and, and create havoc. Got the long hair. Pretty good player. Pretty good player. I would say Mike Rose. Um, I think I could make an argument for Jalen Petrie as the preseason defensive player of the year. But Mike Rose, good player for the Cyclones. Yeah, fifth-year senior. Been there a long time. Um, he's going to get a lot of tackles on Millet defense. But Jalen's super versatile. He had a couple of pick sixes last year, so he's also someone that I think is going to uh, fill the stat sheet, and we'll get to him in a minute. He's actually listed as a DB on this uh, on this team, but we know he plays a variety of different spots for uh, for the Bears and Dave Aranda's defense. You love those spots, don't you, when we start talking about what are those Oh, the jack, things? yeah. Oh, I love when we jack. talk about the jack linebackers. What's the other one? The jack and the 
There's another one I really like, kind of one of those hybrid positions. There's the Jack. I'm trying to think the other one. Somebody will text us, 254-662-1660. It'll probably be like Jerry Hill or something, Texas. Uh, Preseason Offensive Player of the Year, OU football's Spencer Rattler. Now, he had a great year. He came on last year, was not great early. I do love this, Stephen, how if you play quarterback at OU um, and and you put up big numbers. And, again, OU was not quite itself last year, but they pretty much win the conference every year anyway. Spencer Rattler is now – I mean, I would say – I mean, is there who's, – who's higher than him in the, in the Heisman rankings? I'm just trying to – I mean, he – you play – if you play that position – for OU, I mean, it's it's it almost feels like a guarantee. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I know De'Aaron King, someone who has a, a lot of hype too, but I can't think that he would be higher than Spencer Rattler. Um, he might be your odds-on favorite right now. You're right. I was just I was thinking about who's at Alabama. I was thinking about who's at Clemson. They both have the new fact- quarterbacks. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, and I was trying to think of who's at Ohio State. Um, I, I yeah, you're right. I mean, I, Rattler may be. He's a preseason offensive player of the year. Preseason offensive player of the year. All right, Stephen. Real quick, um, tell you what we'll do because we got some uh, Rangers to talk about as well. Let's come back. I want to talk a little bit more about this Big Twelve offensive and defensive uh, preseason players of the year. Bears land a couple on defense. Um, and we we got to talk about these skill players on offense. I'm very interested in your thoughts on some of these skill players. We'll uh, present both the defensive and offensive Big 12 preseason teams. We'll do it next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We could see a few scattered showers and isolated storms early this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy and humid with a low of 72. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of a passing shower or storm in the afternoon. 89 the high and on Friday, partly sunny with a 30% chance of a scattered shower or storm and a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, I want to talk about Heritage Creamery. Love the partnership. And the uh, 1125 South 8th Street over there across from Collins Dorm. If you went to Baylor, you know where that was. I married a girl from Collins. Um, on the Baylor campus, also the new location, 13701 Woodway Drive. That's Highway 84 and Ritchie Road. We've got a big event coming up, a station event. And that's going to be on July 23rd. It's Friday, July 23rd. And uh, I'm hoping E.P. Garth will be on hand. Blake Batson and E.P.'s daughter are all going to be out there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Heritage Creamery open every day, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Established in 2016, Heritage Creamery, an independently owned and operated ice cream shop. Proud to be grown here on Waco in Waco, and their mission is to provide locally and responsibly sourced delicious frozen treats for the Central Texas community. I love the thought they've put into this. I love old-fashioned creameries. There are, there are a lot of them on the East Coast. Florida has them, Connecticut. You don't always see them in Texas. A creamery is one of the coolest things about summer. And so you can get a cone, scoop, pint, float, or shake. It is heritage creamery when you're dealing with life's ups and downs it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance 
Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck, it's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weintz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chris Paul had 32 points and nine assists as the Phoenix Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 105 in Game One of the NBA Finals last night. Game Five of the Stanley Cup tonight. Montreal is in Tampa Bay. The Lightning lead that series three to one. Puck drops at seven. Surging COVID-19 cases in Tokyo have hit a two-month high that almost guarantees the Japanese government will declare a new state of emergency to start next week and continue through the duration of the Tokyo Olympics. The new state of emergency could lead to a ban of even local fans. That decision on fans is expected Friday. Rangers outslug the Tigers 10 to 5 last night. Rangers have a getaway game today at Globe Life. You can catch that game over on 1590 and 99.3 this afternoon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Sitting in the morning sun. I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I watch them roll away again Oh man, there's yeah. our program director I'm Sitting on the dock of watching the, the He's on the ship though watching That just came past Otis Redding, away. one of the greats One of the all-time greats Sitting on the dock, on the dock of, of the bay, all right, Stephen, uh, it is, uh, it's Mosley, Simcox, and I would assume the great E.P. Garth has made his way into the control room. Stephen, is that a correct assumption, or what's, what is E.P. up to this afternoon? I'm wondering if you know who the singer of the theme to The Love Boat is. The Love Boat. Na, 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 na. Um, okay, it would have to be someone who was big in the 70s, 60s and 70s probably, and then they had the 80s song. I, I, you know, I don't know for sure. Like, I'm almost thinking it's not Marvin Gaye, and it's not like Al Jarreau or somebody like that. No, it was a, uh, a club singer. Okay. Uh, who was, he was on the Johnny Carson show a lot. Uh, his name is Jack Jones. Kind of uneventful, but I mean, he, but he was perfect for the theme to the Love Boat because he his voice fit right in with the romance that was always at the very top of the Love Boat theme. Yeah, I was trying to think earlier. EP, you can help me. The cru- the the cruise director was Julie, and for years that that kind of stuck. Like you, if you went on a trip or something, people would say, "Hi, I'm Julie, the cruise director." 
you know that that was like that became all of those things became part of popular culture gopher was kind of like a ship what was he gopher isaac i think served was, drinks and was a bartender yeah he was what the, did gopher do he was the purser whatever a purser does okay he was the purser on the ship yeah, good for you. And then I remember the doctor. I think we lost the doctor a few years ago. Obviously, the captain died, Gavin McLeod, here recently. But the doctor, can you remember his that actor's name? I can't remember. No, I cannot. I saw him uh, on several TV shows. One in particular I remember was the Wild Wild West. Yeah, he was on that show oh, a time okay. or two. Um, but I cannot remember his real name. But um, he was a cool doctor. I always well, liked him. I can't remember Gavin's daughter's name. He was, I think Gavin was like a single dad, the captain of the love boat. Well, I remember the, her real the, name. It was Jill oh, Whelan. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But she, who did she play? She played the daughter. It wasn't Julie. Julie was the cruise director. Yeah. It, I, was, it was like Stephanie or something. Okay. Yeah. And, and she, she would have some issues. You remember? She would kind of run into some things, or maybe she was dabbling in the alcohol, and the captain had to get her under control. All right, that has been... That's brought to you by Heritage Creamery. EP and I talk about shows from the 80s. Now, as I remember that lineup, uh, the Love Boat would have been probably on – Sunday night was always a big TV night, I but I don't know. It might have been a Wednesday night. No, Do you remember it was what night? Saturday night at 8 o'clock, oh, followed by – Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. There you go. The plane, the plane. The Fantasy Island with Ricardo Monteblan and um, and Hervé, uh, Ver- how do you say that? Veritre. The plane, the plane. Yeah, it's yeah. The way he said the, it. <laughs> the little person who would be out there with uh, with uh, Ricardo Monteblan. Stephen, how are you doing? How have you checked the have you checked our ratings recently? See how things are going. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, uh, I hope. Uh, I hope Tom does find love on that boat, all right? And we <laughs> we don't need to pursue that. I, I mean, he's got his wife on there with him, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I'm not talking about, yeah, outside of that. Okay, um, I did want to look at these, um, Stephen, these all-conference preseason teams. Barrett was very excited about that. The um, All-Big 12 offensive team and then the All-Big 12 defensive team. The Bears, things didn't work out on the offensive side of the ball. There's some, I mean, like, Stephen, if I said, Stephen, name the starting quarterback for Baylor. Well, you wouldn't be able to do it because there's, like, three guys still in the running. Stephen, name the best wide receiver for Baylor. Eh, you could say, you could say Tyquan Thornton. I mean, you could say R.J. Sneed. You could say Gavin. I mean, you could go some different directions, but we, the truth is we don't really know. So, I don't, I don't mind – I thought one of those offensive linemen, who's the best offensive lineman for the Bears, would you say, at this point? Galvin. Connor Galvin, yeah. Connor Galvin. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is too. And I and I think I think Connor could have made this team. He did not. We won't focus much on the offensive line because what happens on these, whoever votes for these things, it's mo like the people who get excited the most about a media day are the Oklahoma writers because they get to leave Oklahoma for a little bit. And um, and so they just put everybody from Oklahoma State and Oklahoma on there. So we won't even talk about those guys, the offensive line. But I would say that um, uh, I, I, I do love that tight end from Iowa State. That guy's unbelievable. Charlie Kohler, mm-hmm. K-O-L-A-R. He's number 11. Steven, I mean, I, I would put him on. Like, he's so good, I would have considered him for Offensive Player of the Year. I also would have pres- – I would have – uh, pursued why did they make Spencer Rattler the offensive MVP and then also put him on the first team quarterback why couldn't they have put the Iowa State kid Brock what's our man's Brock name? Purdy yeah Brock Purdy why could they have not put in Brock put put why could they have not uh, put Brock Purdy on the uh, at quarterback if Spencer Rattler is the offensive player of the year I mean is that are we are, are we have we screwed that up I could see Brock on there. This is a really weird year for quarterbacks in the league, I feel like, Matt, because you have Rattler and Purdy who are established, and we know Rattler um, is expected to have a great season, and Purdy as well, even though he's a little inconsistent at times. But then I think it's a pretty big drop-off after that um, because it's either guys 
like Max Duggan or Spencer Sanders or Jarrett Dagey who have played and started, have some experience, but haven't been super consistent. And then you get to the quarterback battles like Texas. We don't know if it's going to be, we assume it's going to be Casey Thompson, but we're not positive. Hudson Card's still in the mix there. Uh, Baylor's obviously got a battle going on between um, Shapin and uh, Zeno and Bohannon. So there's a ton of unproven QBs once you get past those first two guys. But I could definitely see Purdy as your first team quarterback um, and Rattler just as the preseason MVP. Okay, let me throw some of these wide, these wide receivers at you. Uh, well, I'll start with running back. Brees Hall, uh, Iowa State, big-time player. Big-time player. Now, I thought one of those – that Kansas State kid might make it on there somehow. Deuce He's Vaughn. All-purpose. Yeah. yeah, Deuce Vaughn. I, I don't really understand how he was left off. Bijan Robinson. I mean, that found, that sounds like one of those, oh, we got to put a Texas skill player in there. Well, put Bijan on there, even though Tom never handed him the ball. You remember the Longhorn fans? Hand it to Bijan. I mean, Stephen, it's not exactly like Ricky's walking through that door in Bijan Robinson, okay? If When Ricky walks in, the smoke walks in with him. <laughs> I forgot to tell you all a story. You and EP will like this. Speaking of marijuana, uh, I came out the other day. I had noted that I've had some short-term memory issues, I feel like, with my wreck. And I noted that my Grand Cherokee Laredo, I had parked next to another one that looked exactly like it as I went into this place. And I got some food, and I left about 45 minutes later. And by that time, you know, I'd forgotten that I had parked right next to an identical Grand Cherokee Laredo. Same color, everything. And so I got in what I thought was my car, and I was overwhelmed with marijuana smoke. (laughs) I was just like, good gosh, what's happened? I mean, it was just like, flooding me and I, I, I just kind of looked around and then it came back to me that I had entered the wrong car they just left their car open and I was sitting in someone else's car and so then I walked over and got in my own car and left well I'm glad that person had smoked a lot so you knew the difference and didn't wow. try to put a key in there wow I mean they do People smoke in their smoke marijuana in their cars like crazy. Stephen, you and I now EP. I, Why do you sound like an eighty-year-old like man right now? Well, I don't think EP's a big marijuana guy, although he's kind of a child of the '60s a little bit. He he might have a tiny bit of hippie in him, but I'm just saying. I was, I was it, a redneck back during those days. So oh, you were more of a redneck. Yes, you I was. Mm-hmm. You weren't like protesting and stuff. Uh, no, I was not. I was oh, joining the army and serving. My country. <laughs> oh, okay. EP, I like that. I <laughs> EP's like angry that. with you. I'd like to see EP in the middle of Woodstock, though. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> Woodstock. EP, tell us about Woodstock. What was Jimi Hendrix like? Uh, I think EP, I think you're a guy who probably appreciated some of the music from back then. Well, absolutely. You just weren't taking part in all those activities. Absolutely. All the people who didn't yeah. shower or cut their hair. Yeah. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young became a household name after that, so. Yeah, one of those guys is still around making, I guess, Crosby, right? I think Crosby, or is it is Crosby? Yeah. Steven Still, David Crosby, they're both making, still making music. So. Okay, because yeah. I heard Crosby recently. We lost somebody in that bunch. Okay, um, I did want to say one other thing about this team. Steven, go to that defensive side real quick. Now, the wide receivers didn't do much for me. I mean, if we're going to act like we – Texas Tech, that kid is so big and long, and they had Basher in the past, and, and so they've had great length. Uh, Uzakanma, I like him, but, I mean, first team? First team, really? Okay. All right, he's big and tall. I don't remember him putting up much production. Maybe he just didn't have a good quarterback. <clears throat> I don't remember that much about him. Xavier Hutchinson, Stephen, does that name do anything for you? Did he put up big numbers, and I'm just I'm not remembering – Iowa State's huge, big-time receiver, Xavier Hutchinson. What does that name do for you? I mean, he had a nice season. um, And I guess as I'm trying to think of, you know, who would replace him there in the preseason, Mark, I I can't say someone else had better production, but I think there's some guys with some promise who might do better. Uh, But, yeah, it's not – once you get past Marvin Mims, it's not a uh, super explosive receiver class right now. Okay, the Bears make an appearance on defense. And you knew they would. I was really hoping Ica would Apu Ica would get on there, but the Bears jump in with uh, a DB 
And, again, it's a hybrid-type player that Jalen Petrie is, but he was a playmaking dude last year. I mean, he really is, to me, one of the top returning players in America. I really believe that. And then they also put uh, Terrell Bernard, the linebacker, who's coming back from a really tough injury. But uh, I even saw today the Senior Bowl guy. Uh, we had him on recently, Stephen Nagy, um, that uh, that he, he has uh, Bernard as a guy the Senior Bowl has his eye on. So Terrell Bernard and, um, and the DB – um, uh, Jalen Petrie make the team. And then the guy we were talking about yesterday with, uh, with uh, Gary Patterson, Travius Hodges Tomlinson from Midway High School. So weird. Didn't, what, what, I mean, it's weird. I feel like a Tomlinson should be uh, from university. But, no, he was out there at Midway High School and uh, really has turned into a great player. Uh, on the D-line, they had another TCU kid. And that was O'Shawn Mathis. I really wish I had had that name in mind this morning when they asked me who are the best defensive linemen for TCU. O'Shawn, um, O'Shawn Watkins. Is that what it is? Mathis. It good... Mathis. Ma- okay, yeah. What's happened to me? O'Shawn. You said O'Shawn. You said it right, and then you said it wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> like, I'm looking here. There's no Watkins. I don't know. There's weird things happening. O'Shawn Mathis, tell me about him, Stephen. Is he a is he kind of a, a a run plugger type guy, or will he kind of line up and get after the passer? Or what do we what do we know about O'Shawn Mathis? Um, yeah, it was ninth in the country in sacks last year. He gets after the passer. He's a pass rusher. Uh, this will be his third year starting. He's an interesting player. There's there was a lot. Of, Gary was really excited about him before his first season. He didn't flash too much that first year, but uh, played a lot better last year and really cleaned up towards the end of the season that nice run that TCU had to close the year. So they're expecting big things from him. But um, him and Kyrie Coleman on the edge are, are expected to be the, the big pass rushers for the Frogs this year. All right. The one thing you can count on, Stephen, can't you, is the Frogs being like three and four and then running off four straight wins. Is this the, is this the greatest closing team it, as far as a program, does anybody close out seasons like the TCU Horn Frogs? We will get to the Texas Bowl at any cost. <laughs> Which is the one that we make fun of Texas for going to? Is that the Alamo? Alamo the Bowl, Texas baby. Bowl? Okay. All right. Casey Thompson, though, I like that guy. Golly, man, I'm excited. And he, I think he's got an NIL deal. And I'm loving some of these guys who are doing NIL deals and sharing them with their teammates. Um one of those groups is doing a barbecue deal. Did you see that? Like there's an offensive line group that is doing I'm trying to think where that place is because I remember it was Wright's Barbecue. Oh, it's Arkansas. The Hogs. So Arkansas's offensive line has signed a deal with the local uh, barbecue place. So um, I, I, I like it when the whole group works together like that. All right, Stephen, anything you want to add to the offensive and defensive teams? No, I think we covered it, Matt. Okay, good, good. That's the uh, the Big 12 offensive-defensive teams. All right, we've got something we need to close with today, and then we'll turn it over to Stephen, EP, and Ward, and the whole gang. But um, there's a Ranger player that is having an enormous surge. Is he the cornerstone for the Rangers? Or is he the cornerstone of players that he'll be traded for? That's next. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club. And we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. About a game of catch at the Rangers' new ballpark. It's on because for a limited time, catch on the field is part of the Globe Life Field Premium Tour. So grab a friend, a family member, and go behind the scenes of the Rangers' home. Take in the views, marvel at the art, the roof, and the Rangers' history literally written on the walls. And then play catch on a major league field. Book your tour today at TexasRangers.com/tours. 
Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Okay, I want to talk to you about uh, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and uh, located 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. You can find the website, alansamuelsdcj.com. Of course, it's your friend in the car business. One of the hottest months of the year, although the temperature's been okay lately. So, Alan Samuels turning up the heat, making the hottest deals around, a new lineup of Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiat's. Let's talk about Ram Spotlight Days. Ram is the three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back-to-back-to-back. The Ram trucks are the top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great-looking, always reliable, built-to-haul. It's just the truck that gives you everything you need. That's the 2021 Ram trucks. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. And remember, I was talking earlier about my Grand Cherokee. Love it. Love it. Can kind of do anything in it. And remember, the uh, incredible 2021 Jeeps feature innovative technology to meet your lifestyle and give you the ride you've been looking for. Alan Samuels is your friend in the car business. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine. All right, uh, it is Mosley and Simcox, E.P. Garth in as well. Taking you to 4 o'clock when it's game time. Steven, Ward, the whole gang will be a part of that thing. Uh, moving forward, Rangers right now, bottom of the eighth, and uh, losing to the dreadful Detroit Tigers. Uh, the uh, 5-2. 5-2 is the uh, score. And one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, Steven, you remember those getaway games we used to have on ESPN? You probably ran a few of those back in the day. We would run those in the afternoon. No longer, no longer. But you can still hear the the Rangers. Stephen, do you miss that a little? We'd bit? love to get back to that whenever you know, whenever it's appropriate. I guess that's right. That's right. When the Rangers are good again, um, this was a the rare poor outing for Kyle Gibson. Stephen, um, mm, six and a third. So he hung in there for a little while. Five earned. A couple of walks, seven strikeouts, but gave up the home run. This is not going to help that ERA, which was the best in the American League. And this is an all-star, and it's not, you know, that's that's not great. Now, what I wanted to bring your attention to, and let's take a peek today at how he's done. Oh, yep, yep. Two more home runs, accounting for all of the Rangers scoring today. Joey Gallo. Okay, so he has now 23 home runs. We'll see how he finishes this game, but uh, we're getting close to the all-star break. He's got 23. And, Stephen, this, uh, this is a tough one because, we, you know, certainly he is not a superstar, but he can be a highly, highly productive player. The OPS, which you and I might have made fun of a little bit, has uh, been creeping up, creeping up, till now it's like 9-10. All right, now it's very, very respectable. That's not going to win like any award. It's not going to be the highest, but the man gets on base, and his slugging is getting up there. Uh, at first of the season, he was walking a ton and not hitting home runs. He's been playing catch-up, and he's doing an incredible job. Not saying he's Otani, but he's something. And uh, the question becomes... Is he someone that is going to bring in a haul at the uh, trade deadline, always on the 31st of July, or is he someone you want to hang on to? This is a strange one because this team is in rebuilding phase. It's more about, like, who they're going to take second overall in the draft. This team's 20 20 to 25 games below 500. They, They played a little bit better recently, but they're not good, and yet, Gallo's now putting up big numbers. Garcia's put up big numbers. Steven, I have no clue where did this catcher come from. There's a catcher who oh. showed up the other day. Yeah, and Jordan. He's got like Jordan Hicks. 
I think Jordan Hicks played for the University of Texas, like linebacker or something. Isn't this is this is this is this also Jordan Hicks? There's Jordan Hicks who played linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Anyway, th- whatever is that right, Stephen Jordan? I'm I'm double checking here. Okay, well the catcher Hicks shows up on the scene, and he's hit four home runs in four games. So I, I don't know where in the world all this is coming from, other than the fact. Stephen, have we confirmed this is Jordan Hicks? I'm getting the box score from yesterday right now. <laughs> I'll say computer work up there. Um, John, and, John Hicks. Okay, okay, John Hicks. For some reason it didn't Jordan didn't ring true for to me, but um, okay, John Hicks. Um, Stephen, is that the last time I'll ever get to correct you? Oh, he's only got a couple more days. Probably not. The the overcorrector. Um, although I was throwing out all kinds of stuff earlier. What do you do with um, with Gallo? And, and Ranger fans, get in here on the uh, CNC collision line, 254-662-1660. At the rate he's hitting now, do you think, hey, while his stock is way up, do you go ahead and trade? Do you sell now? Lately, it's been more of a buyer's league at the deadline. You know, it's funny that even 15 years later or whatever it is, we still talk about the Teixeira trade. I mean, it was like 16, 17 years ago. The Teixeira trade was an enormous part, formed the foundation for those two World Series runs and winning the American League. All right, but, but again, it, you can't just compare everything to the greatest trade. Now, I would say you, arguably one of the great trades was getting Cliff Lee. I mean, that still stands out as a monster because Cliff Lee – was really one of the final straws in them getting to that World Series and playing against San Francisco. And so that was enormous. When you talk about trades, Beltre was not a trade. They signed Beltre in free agency, and he became one of the, one of the most popular players in the history of the Rangers. So, Stephen, you only have like a handful of what you would call like tremendous trades over the years for the Rangers. And I may, I may have just named whatever worked out. There was the other one. With the Bray, okay, the Teixeira trade happened. There was another one they did with the Red Sox. Which one did they get Elvis in? I'm trying to think. They got Elvis in the Braves trade. I can't remember the the Red Sox trade you're referring to, but Elvis was a part of that Teixeira trade to the Braves. Okay, Harrison came over in one of those trades. Uh, Matt Harrison and then um, Elvis was involved in one of those. Anyway, it it did form kind of the foundation of what they became. Salta Lamacchia was in one of those, although he didn't turn out to be. He was like the headliner in one of those trades. But, um, Stephen, do you sense, like, when, when, when Joey goes on one of these tears, like he's on right now, and the thought is, hey, they made the pitchers stop messing with the, with the baseballs. I mean, they, they, you know, they start checking them, and they crack down, and now they're suspending players who get caught putting, like, illegal substances on the baseballs, and suddenly the spin rate – for guys like Bauer, let's not bring him up. Bauer's out right now and been accused of all sorts of stuff. But big-time players that have had unbelievable spin rates, the spin rates are down because players aren't able to doctor the baseballs right now. Well, Joey's numbers have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. That's okay because maybe maybe they're going to keep this going like this so he can quit just celebrating no-hitters every other night and celebrating 17 strikeouts per game. Maybe we could actually have a little contact. Steven, does, um, does, has Joey Gallo's latest tear kind of played his way back into your heart? Or would you like to see the Rangers unload him for prospects? I think the only thing that gives me pause is what you just talked about, which was the, the crackdown on foreign substances which has led to less spin rate and now he's just hitting the cover off the ball and eventually that's going to level out to a certain extent but I do believe that has a difference for a guy that has trouble sometimes chasing balls down in the zone that break sharply and also just fastballs that are tailing away from him um I Gallo in a lot of ways has become a punchline because he is like the poster child for what baseball has become I mean he's a true outcome guy it's home run or walk or strike out in most of his at-bats. But I will say, I think he's a, mo- a more complete player than people give him credit for. He's a great defender. He also gunned somebody down at third base today. 
He made a catch at the wall earlier in the series. I feel like, though, Texas has to trade him for prospects because you need help. You need it right now. I'm still not sure Joey's the guy you're going to build your team around. And also, his contract's up in a couple of years. Scott Boris is his agent. And as much as John Daniels is taking heat, deservedly so, this ownership group has just decided they don't want to pay anybody. I mean, like, they, they're not opening up the checkbook for anyone right now. So unless you're going to commit a lot of money to Joey Gallo in a couple seasons, I don't really see the point in keeping him around unless you feel like, okay, this is the guy we want to open up the checkbook for and make the face of our franchise. And I would, I would be hesitant to do that because even though I like him and he's got a lot of upside, um, I still think he's closer to Adam Dunn than he is somebody that can hit fourth in your lineup for 15 years. Oh, the sheriff, Adam, boy, Adam, you're talking about Adam Dunn who used to strike out a million times and had a huge on-base percentage? Heck yeah. That they called Cowboy or whatever? Big old huge dude. Um, when he when he did make contact, though, my It went a long gosh. way, yep. My gosh. All right, I, I'm, I, I am perplexed on this because I like the player. I think he's gotten a lot better attitude. He doesn't get down on himself so much. And, and he's learned how to kind of process these things. And if they do trade him, now I think he, he's a guy that on the open market could probably get like five years, 130, 130 million, 140 million. I mean, maybe 150 million, something like that. Um, if they do trade him, he will be just like Nelly and put up 40 or 50 home runs every single year and just haunt you. For year after year. I mean, think about when they got rid of Chris Davis. Now, he's much more productive than Chris Davis was ever with the Rangers. Chris Davis could not figure it out. He goes to Baltimore, and he hits a million home runs. I mean, four straight years where he's hitting like 50 or 60. Was he juicing? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the whole world was at some point, but that's kind of that was kind of post-juicing. I don't think Chris Davis was putting too much in his system. I think he was like me. He was just trying to put CBD oil on all the time. All right, Stephen. Does EP want this trade, or does EP want him to stay with Joey Gallo? I would, for Joey Gallo's sake and for the the sake of uh, his future, uh, just not taking in consideration the Rangers, it would definitely be the best thing for him. That's the way I look at it. To go ahead and trade him, even though he That's, wants to stay. Okay. He's, I mean, this – I mean, we're going to break his heart, EP. Well, he's not, he's, not, he's not going to be uh, 29 years old forever, so forever how old he is. So I don't know how old he is right off the top of my head. Just by looking yeah. at him, I'm thinking he's 29 years old. And, uh, you know, ball players uh, doesn't have a whole lot of future after 30. EP, we're not – you and I aren't going to be 38 forever. No, that's you know? true. I mean, that's just – that's what happens. <laughs> we do age at some point. All right, uh, that's EP. That's Stephen Simcox. You could continue to hear them. I think Ward may enter the studio. Stephen, what do you um, what do you have on the agenda today? Is there anything uh, anything you want to promote? Yes, uh, former Waco ISD athletic director Jack Moss joined us. EP booked him. Um, he coached LT. He coached, uh, or he was the AD where Baker Mayfield was back in the day. So he's got a lot of great stories. We're gonna chat with him at four thirty this afternoon. Ooh, I like that. I mean, now he's uh, you know he's had he had a nephew who got away from him, but other than that, the guy has had a tremendous career. All right, um, all my best, guys. Uh, have a great afternoon and uh, give Ward my best. Okay, tell him uh, tell him that Texas Tech had a kid made the uh, first team uh, first team Big Twelve. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. Tomorrow, three o'clock. Be there. Good night.